0: All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go S. Okay, let's talk about how sometimes people will test and press your friendship. Oh, it happens. Oh, it happens. I was at my house and I was working. And a friend of mine drops by unannounced, knocks on the door. Hey, yes, man, can I leave my clothes here? And I go, you want to leave clothes here for what? I got to go to the gym and I, you know, I just want to. So he leaves his clothes. I said, hey, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm on the way to your gym. No problem. Go ahead, man. He goes to the gym and I know what this, I know what it means. I know he's one of those guys that doesn't like to shower at the gym. So I know what's going to happen is he's going to come back in an hour and a half and want to use the shower. I have no problem with that. Ninety-seven minutes later, he comes back. Uh, uh Esa, yo man, um, I'm on the way. I'm in the car. I was wondering if I could, if you could shower at the house. Yes, you can, but you know the rules. You knew the rules then. You know the rules now. You bring your own soap. You bring your own washcloths because you will not be using my soap and washcloths. Do I love you like a brother? Absolutely. If someone was going to beat your ass, would I jump in front of them and help, help you out? Of course I would. You know that from personal experience because I've actually done that. But there is something I will not do. I will not allow another's man, another man's ass chips to come into contact with my soap or my washcloths. Yes, I bleach my washcloths. And yes, technically you could use the washcloth and they would go be bleached. And that would be sanitized. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I would know that my washcloth at some point was crammed up your ass. And I can't have that. And it's the same thing with my soap. No problem. He goes, OK, no problem. He comes in the house. We high five. Sorry, right, man, I'm going to go shower. I said, hey, go ahead, man. Take care of yourself. I'm going to be in my office. So if you got a roll, just, you know, lock the door and, uh you know, I- I'll-, I'll catch you later. OK, no problem. He goes up. He showers. He comes back down, he lets me know he's leaving, we high five, he leaves. I go, oh, I got to see what this, this bastard did to my bathroom, I've got to see, because I got to know what's up. I go upstairs, look in the bathroom, it's perfect, it's just like it was before he left, except the floor's a little wet, but you know, that's not really a big deal, I mean, he stepped out of the shower, what the hell he expect? I go back downstairs. I do a little more work than I realize, I have to go to the bathroom, I go, hey, what the hell? I go upstairs to the bathroom, I enter the bathroom, I open the door. I begin to use the facilities and I am not standing to use the facilities. I don't want to be any more graphic than that, but you get the picture. I then play, I then, uh, place myself on the seat and it is wet. Now it's not wet as if someone peed on it. It was wet, wet. I mean, just the whole seat was wet. Which, under normal circumstances, isn't a big deal because normally when that happens, it's because someone cleaned the seat. So I'm figuring maybe he cleaned the seat. And then I realized there were no cleaning supplies because I hadn't put them in the bathroom yet. I'm still sitting on there, on the seat, contemplating how the whole seat could have gotten wet. Then I looked at the floor and noticed the pattern of the wet footprints that were still there. Little shade. It was just a little bit, just enough to let me know, because the floor looked dry, but it was just enough to let me know how his feet were placed. He's taller than I am, so his feet were in the same position, apparently, that mine were in. And the only reason my feet were in that position is because I was sitting on the toilet. Which means he sat on the toilet with his wet ass. Which means now I am sitting in his ass water. Yes, I actually sat down in my friend's man-ass water. Man. Ass. Water. I sat there and I contemplated what jury would actually convict me for killing him. But then I realized I like the guy can't kill him. So I did the next best thing. I burned my house down and had my ass cheeks chopped off. Bleached, boiled, disinfected, and sewn back on. I don't think I went too far, do you? You think I went too far? I don't think so. Who the hell wants someone else's man-ass water on them? I would never have a soggy, just-showered ass... And sit down on someone else's toilet and leave the man ass water there. It would never occur to me. I've actually seen this guy at the gym wipe up sweat that his forearm left on a on a machine. Oh, I don't want to leave any uh, leave any uh, any sweat on. Oh, that's disrespectful. Oh, really? So leaving forearm water and sweat is disrespectful, but soggy man ass water isn't disrespectful. I gotta be honest with you, I, uh, st- I'm still in therapy about it, uh, you know, we call it the, uh, I have a file at the therapist's office, there's one file with my normal stuff, it's very, very thin, and then there's this gigantic bookcase of things that have gone wrong for me mentally, now that I've actually touched with my buttocks, my friend's man-ass water, um, you know, I'm gonna have to take a little break in this podcast, I, uh, whew, you know, I'm I think I'm having a little problem, uh, Talking about it, um, I think I'm gonna have to call my therapist because just 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 telling you this story is kind of bringing back bad memories. I, I <laughs> count the ten, count the ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8. Okay, folks, let's be a little serious for a moment, and let's talk about cosmetic damage versus structural damage. Now, I'll use the houses as an analogy, but You have to figure out what you want to do based on assessing the damage. Car crashes into the side of your house. You look at it, see a big giant hole inside of your house. You have someone come in, a contractor. They inspect the house, and they go, you know, we can fix this hole. They fix the hole, house is good as new. There's no big problem. It's just a hole. Cosmetic damage. Well, the guy can come in and go, hey, whoa, 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 you got to get out of this house now. Do not go back in that house. Do not go back in that house. We cannot just patch this up. This is, this house is coming down. It, it just knocked out the support beams, blah, blah, blah. Structural damage. That also applies to us as human beings, too. You have to figure out whether the damage that was caused by whatever you're worried about is cosmetic or structural. Cosmetic damage. You're a little overweight, and the only problem you have is you got to go to the gym. You can make the decision, go, you know what, I'm a little overweight, I'm going to go to the gym. It's cosmetic damage, structural damage. The reason you're overweight is because there's some kind of you're harming yourself because of something that happened to you traumatically as a child or as an, at a you know as a little older when you're just trying to kind of keep people at bay. You know you're kind of rejecting people romantically before they reject you. You know I'm going to be unattractive to them and hang around people that like thin and fit people, and I'm not going to get into that condition because I know they're going to reject me anyway and they're not going to like me anyway. So why even Draw, my, draw their attention to me. I know this because it's actually happened to someone that I know who I am not going to name, but who has given me permission to use them as an example. That structural damage has nothing to do with the gym. Going to the gym is not going to help them because they're still going to want to reject people before they're rejected. Structural damage. And you see that in a relationship too, because it's happened to a friend of mine. I refuse to be in a bad relationship. I won't do it. If I, I, I will always show people respect and I demand it in return. If you don't give it to me, you won't be around me. This was a friend of mine who was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. To this day, a great guy. To this day, a close friend. To this day, someone I love like a brother. And he was married to someone who was horrible. My friends, my cast and crew, my people, will put up with a lot of stuff. We're used to having weird people around us and wild people around us and eccentric people around us we pretty much accept them all we're like we're like uh our friendship group is kind of like you know give us your tired your poor your <laughs> your huddled masses you're in the free that's what we're like so we accept everybody and we're open-minded we love people and love hanging people and adding people to the group well we hated this woman because she was horrible to our friend we had seen him in relationships before where the person wasn't the nicest person in the world, and the person didn't necessarily fit, but we just kept our mouths shut, and then eventually that relationship would fall apart or whatever. But that was just cosmetic damage. It didn't hurt his feelings. It didn't crush him when, when they left, and she, this person wasn't mean to them. This specific person was horrible. I'll call her Miss Vilbich. First name Eve. That's right. He was, ma- he was married to Eve Vilbitch, because that's what she was. And she made it a point to humiliate and crush and torture and be mean and disrespectful to this man in front of his friends. Now, it's one thing to be nice in public and to be horrible when you're at home, which is wrong also. But at the very least, you're showing some semblance of respect to the man because you don't want to humiliate him in front of his friends. Because once you humiliate someone in front of their friends, when you're not around, you're still there. Because there's a poison that's been put into this, into the relationship. Because in the back of their minds, they're looking at you differently like, why are you putting up with that? No, you're away, you're away. You're the horrible person that's away, but you're still there, and you know that. She was horrible to this guy. And none of us said anything. You watched as he got more and more miserable, and after a while we're going, dude, why are you doing this shit? And he didn't want to be alone. Structural damage. She had gotten him to the point where he felt like I can't find anybody else. This is the best I can do. She had fooled him into thinking that ridiculousness. Cause it is ridiculousness. You can always do better. You can always find somebody that digs you. You can always improve your life. It's not important who you're with. What's important is that you dig yourself. And then if you dig yourself, other people will dig you too. And eventually he figured it out and got rid of Miss Vilbich. Oh, you forgot what her first name was? Her first name was Eve. Yes, her name was Eve Vilbich. Now, the reason I say this is because sometimes relationships, just like buildings, are too damaged to fix. It's not cosmetic damage. It's structural damage. And you cannot stay in there. You have to knock the thing down and build something else new where it once was. It's the same with houses. It's the same with the relationships. He had to knock that relationship down, knock it down, crush it, destroy it, sweep out all the garbage and rebuild on the same spot. It happens to all of us. It's happened to me. It's going to happened to you or it will happen to you at some point. There's something around you that is so damaged you can't fix it. If you can't fix it, get rid of it. I've had to learn that lesson myself. Sometimes you just can't fix it. And If it's at the point where you can't fix it, whether it be a relationship of any kind or something else, whatever it is, if you can't fix it, get rid of it, knock it down, sweep out the garbage, and rebuild on the same spot with something new. Yeah, I got a little serious, but I've seen some things, and some things have happened to me, <laughs> and some things have happened to the people around me, and I won, and I know it's either happened to you. Is going to happen to you? Happen to a friend of yours? You know what I'm saying. All I'm going to say is my advice to you, advice I've given to myself, and advice I've been given, and advice I've given to friends. If it can't be fixed, first see if it can be fixed. But if it can't be fixed, if it's not structural, if it's not cosmetic damage, it's structural damage. And if the damage is, if the structure is damaged, get rid of it. And I mean that with everything. All right, we knocked out another one, weirdos. By the way, I'm, when I say weirdos, I'm actually looking at myself in two mirrors. I'm not talking about you people. <laughs> uh I just want to say that uh I appreciate you guys coming about. There's another big spike in listenership, and I want to appreciate that. Like I said, you guys have been telling your friends, keep doing it, damn it. I need 7 billion subscribers and 7 billion followers. I know it's, I'm on a whole lot of different places. I'm on uh Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and iTunes and all of that crap. So I know a lot of you are spread out all over the place, but it doesn't matter. Keep telling everybody. Let's keep building this thing. Um. To answer a couple of questions that I've been sent, uh, if you want to know where the home base for the podcast is, it's actually at santhonysays.podbean.com. So if you go there, all of the links to all of the other stuff that's attached to the to the podcast are there. So if you want to know all the information, go there, and all the links are there. Um, once again, I want to thank you guys. Much love to you. S. Anthony out. cheer we're gonna have a good time while up in here